welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we will be discussing all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and maybe even a little mundane. Brew up a cup of your favorite tea while we take this week to introduce ourselves, your hosts. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And we're going to be talking a little bit about our lives and our practices and how we came to be on the paths we're on. Like I said, I'm Kristen. I've always had abilities or I've always known things I shouldn't known or seen things that aren't necessarily on this plane. My mother always told me the story of when I was two and um, they had just gotten a new foster baby. And so I was out with my dad to the store to get things babies need and mom had just put the foster baby down for a nap at the back of the house and was sitting at the kitchen table thinking to herself it's kind of chilly back there I should I should get the baby a blanket and then my dad and I came in through the garage um, which enters right into the kitchen and I looked right at my mother and I said mom the baby's cold he needs a blankie and she that stopped her dead and I, it's so funny. I actually did just find a letter in mom's stuff where she talked to grandma about that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so I've always kind of been that person. Um, speaking of my grandmother, she was an Irish witch who would have never, ever called herself a witch. Um, but she always, she always had an open door and she always had um, an ear to listen to your troubles and she always sent you away with a solution. Sometimes that solution was a jar of bent nails that she kept in the garage. Sometimes it was a spray bottle full of her quote cleaning spray end quote. Um, But she always sent you away with a solution and she was also sort of the community medicinal wise woman. Um, She knew more about the local mushrooms and the local herbs that people would pick up hiking. And and she was often called by the hospital, oh, we've got a patient in here who ate mushrooms and he doesn't, they look like this. Are those poisonous? So she always, that was who she was. And um, in third grade, I decided I was a witch. I just just decided one day, I'm a witch. And so I checked out every book that they had on witchcraft. I went to the public library and checked out every book they had on witchcraft. I read them all. I started casting little spells and I started mixing up little potions and, and things like that. Um, Do you remember what your first spell was? Yes. But it's so third grade stupid. <laughs> it's it. I I remember because I was in the library and it was lunchtime and and yes, I was the girl who spent all of her lunch times in the library reading and and hiding out. But I remember um, one of the popular girls came in and she gave me a bunch of dirty looks while I was sitting there and I remember my first spell was I created this little rhyme so that she would trip and it worked (laughs) and that you know you can sit there and go well that's coincidence but is it you know um 
Yeah. Um, when I was uh, about 21, I bought my first tarot deck at um, a Hastings Books and Music, back when those existed. Um, I opened it. I opened the package before I even left the store, and I remember trying to do tarot readings in the car on the way home. And then two days later, remember do, trying to do tarot readings on the bus up to Leavenworth. <laughs> We're going to do tarot readings now. I guess that's what I do. Um, but that was the key that kind of opened up everything for me. It formed all of the connections I needed to understand that I, I'm not just a weirdo. I'm a weirdo who has tapped into something bigger than I am in a way that Christianity didn't do that for me. Um, yeah, it it connected me. Mm-hmm. It connected me. Um, and I, I love, to this day, I love doing readings. I, I try to do a, a card a day pull for myself. I um, do reading swaps on Facebook with people all the time. I... My, I love doing tarot parties. I'm curious. Um, I know Kristen has hundreds of decks, and um, this is not exaggeration. So, when you're doing a reading for someone else, how do you decide what deck to use? That's a, that's a great question, and it's an interesting one to answer because it. So, if I'm doing a tarot party, I will take two or three very specific decks, and that's it. I usually take my very basic Ryder White Coleman, um, Ryder White Smith, um, and then I take either my Gilded Tarot or my Shadowscapes Tarot because everybody knows the Ryder White. That's the classic tarot. The Gilded Tarot is just a fancier version of that. And then the Shadowscape Tarot is so different that if somebody feels like, oh, I know what I'm doing, I want to, I want you to read with this one. That's for a party. That's like if I'm a wide group of people. Yeah, for a lot of people. If I'm doing a swap, typically I wait until I'm ready to read for them, and I let the cards tell me. Interesting. And how does that happen? Do you just get it's like a thought in your head that this is the deck you should use? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, the, re- the reading I did this weekend was uh, for someone that I kind of know, and it was about a topic that required a very gentle deck. Um, and so I went with my good tarot by uh, Colette Baron-Reed because it's, it's, it's a gentle, loving, caring deck. I would not have done, for instance, um, the guardian one with the creepy tree faces oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would not have used that one because even though that jack that deck is very loving and very caring it is also very um blunt and it's not as gentle and it's not as squishy hmm. it's, it's got hard edges like bark um i remember the first when first reading you did for me you used a uh, herbal yeah. Um well I love that deck too because if you're 
doing a reading in a shop setting and wanting to make a power pouch for someone, mm-hmm. you can just go and collect the herbs and that come up in the reading, and that's why we were using it. Yeah, because we were going to so, make pouches. It's very interesting. Um, one other thing. One time, I remember you picking up a deck and you got zapped by it from the, the residue of another person. Mm-hmm. Or so what? It's, so a deck can absorb. Does it have to be someone that's witchy, or did any no, kind of negativity any, from someone can a deck absorb, or what, what causes that zapping? Anybody who isn't grounded is going to leave their energy around. So um, if you go to a metaphysical shop, there's going to be a lot of people shopping there who are just starting out or are less than careful and don't ground themselves all the time like they should. And... You're going to get zingies and zappies. So if you buy a used deck, do you cleanse it? Depends on the deck. It really depends. Yeah. Um, I did a tarot swap um, recently where I got a a deck that just, when it got to me, it just felt like it it was fine. It was comfortable. It was home. And I've gotten really good readings out of it. I've done other tarot swaps where I've been like, this deck does not belong here. I will be moving it along as soon as possible. (laughs) So, but for me, magic is a way to really focus my intentions and to focus my own personal power. Um, Like I said, it connects me to a spirituality that that I now understand as pagan nature-based. Um, back when I started, I didn't quite know the words for everything, and I don't always know the words for everything, even now. But, you know, the universe is vast, and I am a small, small being, and I am still learning more every day about how to be connected to the universe as a part of the whole and not necessarily as an individual Mm-hmm. so much um, my magic and my spirituality are intertwined I do know several witches who are just witches and their spiritual life is separate from that and that's great okay. it's what works for them for me they're part and parcel and I can't separate them um, but again I don't claim to ever have the end all be all answers So yeah I think magic is just like anything else like respect everybody's their way of doing magic mm-hmm. like uh, don't be judgmental if your magic is different everybody's same religion or whatever you do in life respect exactly. other people's views exactly you don't have to agree but respect their their decision on how to practice exactly um i am a witch that has no problems hexing when necessary I don't do it willy-nilly i think long and hard about it and when i've exhausted all earthly answers when I've exhausted all comfy, cozy, spiritual, and magical answers, I will stick a person in a jar and bury that jar in my backyard. I don't mind. Other witches are really uncomfortable with that, and that's fine. If you're uncomfortable with a practice, that practice isn't for you, and I will never judge you for that. Speaking of burying, um, I know sometimes when you do a spell, you'll take the ashes and then bury it. Is there um, a reason for that? or A lot of that is just grounding it out. Okay. Um, 
and disposing of the magical intention in a way that puts it effectively back into the universe so the universe can do with it what it needs to do. Okay. Um, it's also just what I was always taught mm -hmm. when I started having actual pagan mentors. They were always, nope, you got to bury it. Nope, you got to, I don't bury everything now. And I find I mix and match a lot of my stuff. So like mm -hmm. I will burn incense for an offering and then scoop up the ashes and put that in salt to make black salt. Oh. There's a good witchy tip for you guys. Save some money. Um, <laughs> my favorite forms of witchcraft are candle magic and fire magic. Um, my favorite beginner spell that I tell every new witch that comes to me and says, what should my first spell be? I always say the bay leaf spell for witches or prosperity is so simple and so easy. It is fire magic, so have water ready and, you know, use common sense. But you write what you want, what your intention is, what you wish to come true, and you write that on the bay leaf, and then you just burn the bay leaf. That's it. That's it. So simple. So you don't have any spell that you recite or anything? You just I don't, burn not, it and think about it? And yeah. For that one, it's, it's very just, simple. Yep. I could do that. <laughs> I have done that. You have done that. Um, I don't follow a specific pagan path. Um, I am Celtic. I, my heritage, my family is Celtic, Scottish to be precise. Um, so I do, and I've always been drawn to that. Um, but I always call what I do eclectic hedge witchery because I work with the Fae. I work with deities, mostly Celtic, though others find me. Um, I've done astral travel and I've done some, let's call it wise woman work. Um, and I've also worked as a bridge between deities for my friends where they're not sure which one to work with. Which one to work with, and the deity is sure that they <laughs> want to work with them. And like, so, <laughs> and, uh, and I talk to the dead all the time. I've, I've literally helped people cross over. So um, that's, okay. kind of, that's kind of, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> me and my magic in a nutshell. Thank you. I'm Nancy Todd, you're the co-host. I am what you would call a late-blooming witch. Um, the ocean has always been a magical place for me, so I consider myself a sea witch. I'm still discovering all things magical. All my life I would see things that were now I would classify them as multidimensional creatures. I started out strange-looking insects and then all the way up to birds. Um, when I was 30, I saw my first full-body apparition of my grandmother during a very stressful time in my life. Fifteen years ago, we moved into a brand new house, and about a year later, someone was playing with a Ouija board, and ever since then, our house has been really haunted. These experiences got me more interested in everything magical and metaphysical. We had everything from bumps in the night to orbs to full-body apparitions. You, can we just pause for a minute so you can share a little bit with the group the, the thing? Okay. <laughs> there, <laughs> because there. I feel like the thing 
it's a little more than a ghost. Well, I also feel that that's a big part of pushing you down this path, actually. Yeah, we're we still not sure how to categorize this thing. He's a moody son of a gun, and he <laughs> um, puts terror in some people's um, hearts and freaks them out, but it's funny of all the things that have haunted our house, nothing's ever bothered me. I just come out and go, there are rules, and knock it the hell off, or I will say, well, I can't say that now, but yeah. I will banish your ass. Yeah. Um, he um, He's a very interesting thing. Um, Kristen has been at the house and experienced him. We've had another um, spiritual person there. Um, he's just, I don't know, what would you, we've had different spirit guides have told us it's different things. It's not a ghost. It's definitely not a ghost. I would categorize it um, as its own sort of separate entity um, where where it started off as as an idea and then because it was fed power it became became more of a yeah and so there was maybe some little tiny for lack of a better word much much lesser I don't want to say demon because it's not a demon it's not a demon no I don't get that feel it's Um, too weenie yeah he does um and he doesn't like strong women or your husband. Oh, he really <laughs> hates my husband. We've, um, he's more under control now. And I, I know I call him a he because I feel like it's a masculine presence. But um, he has violated rules before. Um, I have simple rules. You don't come in the bathroom. No. You don't come in the bedroom when I'm changing. And you don't sit on my bed. No. Simple rules. Simple. He cannot obey them sometimes. And one time <laughs> my partner freaked out because I warned this guy a couple times to stay out of the bathroom and he um, kept opening the door Um, and I came out in the hallway and told him I was going to banish his ass to hell if he didn't knock it off and the other people in the house were like what the heck is going on but there are rules you have to follow the rules Um, so we've had everything in that house, orbs, full body apparitions, knocking on the door, moving things, um, throwing things. Scratching. Scratching. Um, we've had it all. In fact, uh, Kristen and I went to a, a ghost um, hunt, I guess, you a tour. Ghost tour. And yeah. I'm pretty sure the guy thought I was lying because everything he mentioned, I'm like, yep, that we have that in our house. Yep, That's orbs, yep, yep. Full body apparitions, speaking. Shadow creatures. Shadow. Ooh, I don't like shadow creatures. In fact, the one that showed up in um, my garage and I called Kristen and said, mm, you know me, nothing freaks me out, but mm, shadow creatures I don't like. And Kristen made me salt and witches jars, and I haven't seen them since. They were in my garage, Good. and I salted around the door into the kitchen, and they haven't been back. Good. So that's... that's like Kristen said, that's what really did get me more interested in, like, there's so much in life that we can't explain. Um, so that got me more interested into that. Um, she got me into tarot and meditation. I have to admit, I'm not good at meditation. I sit there and I try to vision the stream and the spear god come talking to me and I see swirls of purples and, and blues and not much more. Um, one time... 
I did, because <laughs> I never do anything small, I got a vision of this castle with this wooden door that had to be 40 feet tall, and it freaked me out so much that I was immediately out of the meditation. So I got to work on that. Um, the other thing I get, um, someone called, told me they're like uh, Viewmaster screenshots, like the, you had the Viewmaster when you were kids. I just get these single shots of um, pictures of people I've never seen before or situations I've never been in. Um, and I'm still trying to kind of figure those out. It's almost like analyzing a dream, like what are these reasons for just these single shots of but information? Didn't you, in a meditation, see your granddaughter before she was? Yes, I did. I totally forgot about before that. Before she was even. Before she was even conceived. Yeah. I saw her. Um, I was on the beach, and um, I was chasing after. She was probably about three or four, in curly hair, and running away from me, laughing, and I'm laughing and chasing her. And now I have a almost two-year-old, curly-haired little girl that never runs and laughs moving. and never <laughs> stops moving. So, um, And someone else pointed that to me, and she said, "You, that's your unborn granddaughter. And it turned out to be true. So I think one of the biggest things, especially someone new to the practice, is... Um, listening to your intuition and to these things that you get and not just saying, oh, that was a dream. Um, so I, I, Kristen also helped me pick out my first pendulum and right from the very start, that pendulum talked, immediately told me, yes, in the this shop. Way? In the yeah, shop. It, yeah, it was, uh, which really at that point, I mean, up to that point I was into, I picked out crystals and then the pendulum, but that's when I was sold, I'm like, this is crazy, like this thing communicates. It's not like it just barely moves, that thing moves. Yours yours goes absolutely yeah. just, it's clear as day. Yeah. Whereas when I use a pendulum, because it's not my it's not true. method of divination, uh, mine will move, yeah. but I, I spend a lot more time going, is this the right answer? So is this the wrong yeah. answer? Is this? you know whereas you you have the pendulum and it just it just goes and yeah immediately answers yeah. and um one at one time because I'm, I'm bad I get busy with life and I don't do it daily but one time it had been three or four weeks and um I picked it up and asked it a question and there was nothing I'm like this is weird I've never had nothing before and I finally thought or it put the thought in my head and I said are you mad at me because um, we haven't been communicating? The thing about yes out of my hand. I'm like, okay. So again, I message Christian and I go, well, my spirit guy is a real smart ass. And she said, I wonder how you ended up with a smart ass <laughs> as a spirit guy. Because <laughs> I guess I am one myself. Yeah. Um, really? So we got, I got into <laughs> tarot and oracle cards and candle magic. But it comes down to be really... Um, what is magic to me? Um, magic to me is getting back into touch with the universe and the elements and all the things that we've lost in the last, I don't know how many thousands of years since our planet's been on this other path. There's so much more that we're capable of. To me, magic is everywhere. We've just been conditioned not to see it. 
to me, magic is in dressing your candle, selecting the right color and putting your intention in it and lighting it on fire. Magic is banishing that ghost that's when it's gone too far. Magic is creating a protection spell for those um, you who wish to do you harm or to do your family harm. Um, that's that's pretty much where I like like you. I come from a Celtic background. I was gonna say, um, can you because you told me about your grandmother and her divination? Yeah, my grandmother. Um, Grandmother was born in Ireland, came over here when she was 16, and I always heard stories about her reading tea leaves. And then one time she got a message that scared her, and she wouldn't do it again. But she was very psychic. If anybody in the family was in danger or was in an accident or there was a mouse in the cereal box, my nana knew it. Um, my family is very sensitive to spirits, and when I'm around my aunt, um, it seems like we're amplified. Like, we can pick up spirits like no other. So, but, you know, none of them call themselves witches or anything. That's just the, the abilities that they have. So that's a little bit of my history. So I hope you stay with us and learn from Kristen, and every day is a magical day for you. Thank you for joining us this time on Lunar Magic Tea Time. We hope that you were able to get something positive out of this conversation. Remember, if you are a creator of all things witchy and you want us to spotlight at your shop, please reach out to us via the Facebook page. There's even an application there. Join the Facebook group. That is the best place to ask us the questions for the next episode. This next episode will be tools, so be sure to ask your questions via the Facebook page or the Facebook group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. And with that, we hope you have a wonderful witchy week.